0: Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. As you may have noticed, I took a couple of weeks off for the holidays, but I'm back now and I have an announcement. Walter Clausen FX is now an official sponsor of Walking Backwards. And I'm really happy about that. If you don't know who they are, they make camera stabilization gear, lots of Steadicam equipment. They're based out of Toronto. They've been uh, making stuff for I think 20 plus years, which is crazy. And they've been friends of mine for a really long time. They're good people. And apparently they like to listen, and I'm really happy about that, and I'm happy about the support they're giving the show. So thank you to them. My guest this week is Lawrence Carmen, He goes by Doc, cam operator for many, many years, a very good one, and he had some great stories. I, I really enjoyed listening, and I hope you will too. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com walkingbackwards or you can email me at walking backwards podcast at gmail.com enjoy you know my daughter
1: um did the outside of the, did all the uh, artwork on the outside of the Nike store that's down the street there on, oh really on the other side of uh, la Sienica
0: oh really oh that's cool what kind of what I you know I have I can't think of what the art is it's like
1: you know people walking and running and oh cool uh, it's on the other side of the yeah, yeah. Of the street. It's, you know, just half a mile past uh, or La Siena I guess, or not even a quarter mile or something. Like that.
0: Um, how old is your daughter? She's a professional artist? That's what she does? Or? Yeah, she's an illustrator. She's 26. Oh, okay. Soon to be 27. Cool. She went to art school or something? She that? went
1: to, um, yeah, Art Center College of Design in Pasadena.
0: Oh, that's like a really good one, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, she's killing it, too. And she's and she's making art. She's doing stuff.
1: Yeah, for money. She's getting paid to do what she likes, which is kind of what pushed me into this business too—to do something I like. So
0: yeah. By the way, you—we've uh, started recording. By the way, um, your name is Lawrence, but you go by Doc.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, there's always a hundred other Larrys on the set, and it seemed more distinctive and. Okay uh, And you know Larry was a stooge I never liked that name I go by Lawrence too sometimes and it depends, Oh okay it Depends what show but.
0: Oh okay well, Most people know me as Doc Yeah alright um, I just wondered how you got that nickname You You didn't make it up for yourself did No you?
1: I was uh, pre-med in college And uh, uh. friends from college were always around And somehow it stuck so.
0: Oh okay cool No that's a good nickname um, That's funny um, so you have, uh, you have one daughter, you have more than more kids or, uh, uh not that I know of as the joke oh, goes, yeah. uh, yeah, just,
1: just the one, <laughs> one was enough for you, huh? No, <laughs> uh, you know, one was all we had time for.
0: I oh, gotcha. <laughs> That's my, cool. My I don't wife, have any kids. Uh, she so. works and you know, it's just hard having, having kids. Sure. I can imagine. Well, just knowing my friends, I know it's tough. Yeah. they friends with kids. Um, what is your wife in the business as well or? no she's in retail she has a, a boutique oh really yeah oh that's cool been
1: doing that for 35 40 years or something like that wow what is she selling must be
0: good stuff if people keep buying
1: you know ladies clothing and jewelry and tchotchkes and furniture and wow and rugs and you know everything
0: oh that's cool yeah
1: i mean not in just the one store she's had a you know, a series of different... Oh, over the years? ...stores over the years. Oh, yeah.
0: cool. Yeah. That's fun.
1: Yeah, she's great at it, too.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, if she's been doing it that long. So, you, speaking of doing it that long, you were telling me off the mic that you started in... Did you say 79? Or that's when you moved to L.A.? Yeah, 79. I uh, I flew in, went... I had a
1: friend here. That's why I moved out. uh went to the beach and... Um, a guy walked up to us bumming a cigarette, and I looked up, and it was this actor I had met in New York who was on this uh, cheesy little film that I was doing there. And he said, you know, that cameraman from that show is is going to do some movies up in San Francisco. And next thing you know, I called him, and I was driving a five-ton, towing a plant up to San Francisco, like, the next day.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. So you got a job as a... D- juicer on it no i got a job as the uh
1: as a loader or you know a second ac basically and oh, okay and uh with lee utterback who had his own rental house up in san francisco eventually but he was the first ac
0: and oh that's funny i've heard that name many times yeah yeah oh cool but you had worked in new york already.
1: i'd worked as a loader in new york or as a, a second you know back then they didn't really have specifically loaders that was just right a first and and if you were lucky you got a second you know on commercials especially yeah um and the same out here you know I, I there was many a commercial i did where you know i had to run to the changing bag and load film and then run back to the camera
0: and you know, so. yeah that used to happen on the super low budget jobs when i was coming up in florida but not that often. was It It was pretty commonplace when you were starting, huh? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. <coughs> Especially in the non-union world, you know. Was, right. This was the first AC, and then I would conscript some PA to, 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 you know, who wants to load? You know, you want to learn how to load? Yeah, sure, you know. Right. <laughs> and I'd get a guy, and that's how I met uh, Kinka Usher, who is a very well-known commercial director. Uh, he was just a PA on some commercials I had done, and... I got really? I got him to load because you know I just was overwhelmed with work and, hmm. and then he became my second for a while and a and, and a first sometimes on some some movie work I got. And, and well, then, that's funny. And, and then hired me uh to operate uh Steadicam on my first job. Your very first job? Yeah, he was directing a movie called Mystery Men.
0: Okay. Uh, you know uh, I can't, uh, The Ben Stiller one? Yeah, Ben Stiller, sure. That was your first Bill Steadicam job? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, like yeah. late nineties, right?
1: Uh ninety nine, I think it must okay. have been. Okay. Yeah. Or nine yeah. Ninety eight. You know, I bought a rig in ninety eight. I took the course first of all. I, I did the course with Garrett and Right. You know, there was a cinema products course. And uh decided um uh, all right, I'm gonna buy a rig and then I set it up at my house and I ran around my backyard for a year, you know, chasing the dog around and right. you know, before I'd ever dare set foot on a set with it and um, I'd been an operator for maybe five years before that okay and um, one day I get a call from uh, Kinka to come and do some days on this uh, movie and uh, Randy Nolan had been doing oh okay doing the show off and on a a DP named Steve Burham was the cameraman and uh, I remember showing up and the uh, first AC kind of looked at me and looked at my Sparkling brand new cases, and kind of shook his head and said, uh, he, "Steve's not going to be happy with anything you do. He's he's used to Larry McConkey." It's like, great,
0: thanks for your vote of confidence. <laughs> and um, how'd it go? But the D, but you were the DP's guy, so that can always help. Well, I was the director's guy, which I mean, the director's actually, guy actually. Pissed them off as well because they, they didn't. They didn't like the
1: director, you know. The, uh. And Kika had some equipment of his own. He had, like, you know, a periscope, and he had sort of a wacky way of shooting stuff. And oh, okay. and Steve was kind of, a, you know, he'd done tons of stuff for De Palma. I mean, he's a great cameraman, but yeah, but he was kind of set in his ways, you know. And it was a little, it wasn't the best fit, you know, for mm-hmm. those two. So yeah, I had this shot uh, where in the show, it's on my reel. They they um. Oh, Janine Garofalo comes with a bowling ball and throws it, and the thing ping-pongs around the backyard and almost hits a bunch of people. And Okay. So I was essentially shooting the plate for that, and I'm running around, bing, 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 and then it goes up a kid's slide, and I'm, I think I'm in low mode with a camera running, and I go up the slide, and we cut. And now the shot is
0: the bull. Oh, so you couldn't actually run up the slide, right? Yeah, No, I ran right <laughs> next
1: to it, you know. They'd like,
0: put the rig up it. Put the, yeah,
1: slid the rig up it, right. Cool, yeah. And then they wanted to come down the slide, so I had them build me a ramp. And um, it was a pretty long ramp, like eight feet long. And I come running down the ramp and zoom and up to the uh, actors, and boom, take one, perfect. Take two, I hit the bottom of the ramp and went down like a... <gasps> Boom just crashed, trashed the camera. Oh no. I'm um, lying on my face like a turtle on its back, you know, and <laughs> Oh no. They got to pick me up and I think we literally bungee corded the the camera back together and oh. did another take, but it turned out the first take was
0: was fine. And uh
1: anyway, that's my first job.
0: And that was your only shot for the day? Yeah. For that movie? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Hey, you know, at least the fall happened on take two and not take one. I know, I know. I remember driving home and I called Chris
1: Har off to tell him, you know, what had happened. And um, he said, well, you got that out of the way, so <laughs> move on. You know, Yeah. And, and thankfully, not good.
0: That's the last time I I went down. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. 20 well, something years. So. Good for you. yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'm coming up on 19 years now and I had my first fall in 2016 not recently yeah uh-huh. yeah a couple of years ago um, I've told that story before but I was running as well you know mm-hmm. that's when it happens yeah but uh, well that's I guess unless you something other bad no, something else bad happens, but running yeah, with the you, rig, yeah, you know, yeah usually just, you trip, any little thing trip that over wrong. something that's sticking up or yeah. or, or it's exactly what up
1: downstairs or something like that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Falling downstairs is a uh, scary proposition, but yeah. so many dolly grips are so good now, I, I don't even worry. I know they'll catch you, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily, I haven't <clears> had to do too many stair shots. You know, like going. Downstairs, you know, usually it's chasing somebody up. I mean, I generally I hate those shots anyway because to me, like you know, if you're leading an actor and you go upstairs, suddenly the camera's raising up and the audience has no idea why, because uh-huh. they don't know there's stairs behind you. You know, yeah. so I, I I tend to discourage uh, getting into the stairs. Looks weird. Yeah. 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 It, it's I mean, sometimes. chasing them down's fine, but but going up them and you know preceding, I always think looks weird. I tend to talk people out of it and. And they agree mostly, you know.
0: Yeah, I I uh, I've done a couple of leading people down, and it, it's just I, one in particular. I remember where there were two different landings, and the at the landing the stairs angled, so you have to hit the landing, which means you have to do all the raising and lowering of the camera to try to make it not look ridiculous, yeah, and then right. and then you got to hit the next one and do it all again, and and it was a low budget movie, and it was it, you know it was like. 30 something steps but like 10 at a time <laughs> yes. super weird you know it was, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was never once happy with it and we did you know three or four takes and I was just like oh, you know <laughs> right. it's just I don't know that's my every time I think of backing downstairs I guess maybe that's the last time I did it so that's yeah I generally
1: I don't <clears throat> back down I go down down one or something but just recently I did a an opening of a movie uh, and it involved backing down some stairs Mm-hmm it worked out great. I gotta say, it
0: did it? Good. Oh, good. Yeah,
1: it was a big, like three-minute opening of the movie shot. Really? For what movie? Uh, it's called Laundromat. Okay. Steven Soderbergh directing and oh, cool. And, and DPing and,
0: yeah. cool. Peter Andrews. Yeah, Peter <laughs> Andrews was the DP.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the hard part was it, it, the stage was all mostly painted green, um, with a practical set downstairs, and they had this thing on the camera. That would allow them to do real time three you know, compositing of the green screen. Oh yeah. So they had these little cameras on there and a cable that connected to them and so I was tethered. Uh, which to me was the hardest part. Oh, but, oh no. You know, they went back to some computer system where a bunch of geeky guys are sitting and
0: can't they, trying to make well, the but, thing work and I mean I'm no expert in that stuff, but can't they take that can't you just do a take and they take the footage and then and then do that quick composite thing. I mean, why do you have to be tethered? Why do they have to do it in real time? Yeah, good question. I, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, it's for the director
1: to be able to see what the actors are supposedly interacting with in in their environment. You I know? guess
0: was the whole thing green screen?
1: Uh, much of it was, um, but once you know, once we came down the stairs, we went into a bar. I mean, it's supposed to start in in Africa prehistoric times so the the opening shot is a bunch of antelope running oh really past the camera which you don't see obviously and and then it's two actors talking to the camera as we back up and up you know encounter some some cavemen trying to light a fire and mm. uh, you know, it's pretty funny they're in tuxedos with martinis
0: oh really yeah <laughs> um, it's really great that's them. funny anyway Oh, okay. Dealing with the cable, dealing with that. I guess dealing with, I guess, I guess they have to see if the timing's going to be right. Like, it's good to see it right then, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Honestly,
1: I was walking with the uh, visual effects coordinator who, you know, I looked at him, he looked at me, and I kind of said, Is this really necessary? And he kind of gave me the. uh, Oh, the old, no, it's not? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Because he's going to do it all anyway in post. Right. So. Yeah. And I could, they, they would, they're willing to send it back to me, but there was like a three frame delay and I just can't operate with that no. kind of delay. Right. Mm. So it didn't matter to me. So, and I, you know, it doesn't help the actors. So I, I really don't know why they did it to me. That's, that's the most important thing It's
0: right. It's making them comfortable. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, what kind of camera was it? A red. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just wondered because there's a delay out of the red anyway, isn't there? Yeah, there's a bit of delay there. Absolutely, pretty much all Plus of them. The, the, I don't think know, they've the, solved it in any of them. Have they? Uh, it's getting pretty good,
1: I gotta say. But even the Sony Venice, I used that recently, and that's got a bit of a delay. Oh uh,
0: yeah, in the SDI output. Oh so. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm just thinking you have that delay already, and then they want to send it back to you and have more delays. Yeah, so I mean I, I looked at it and said, no, this is this is not going to work. It's too yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm still
1: dragging two video cables. Also, they they didn't want to transmit because of the compression. I think wouldn't. They, yeah, the compression didn't work with their computer system, which crashed every once in a while. And we'd have to sort of redo the shot. And this is this is an example and... of the
0: engineers running the show. You know, like yeah I don't know
1: yeah look, I, I think Stephen wanted it, so they did it. yeah, yeah. okay, fair yeah. enough. and fair enough. it all worked out great. Oh, good, you no, know, we did.
0: that's ten, good. ten takes. yeah, and just, was happy. And it's just scary walking walking backwards downstairs with the cable flopping around too yeah. you know at your feet yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I had good guys dragging the cables. So that's good. You know. yeah, good. All right, well, fair enough. We make it sound harder than it is I know, right? sometimes, but it, 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 it does affect your shot. We've all had like a cabled shot where, you know, oh, yeah. it's really screws with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it screws with your level more than anything. Right. And that's, that was, you know, if I got any comments, it was, you know, oh, you lost level right here, you know? And right. Like, okay. I'll try and watch that. But
0: yeah. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the problem. And, and I've had it where it even not just a level, but like. Just the weight of the cable pulls on, so it wants yeah. to it wants to pan your yeah absolutely gimbal, right. you know but um yeah. anyway it's better we have the technology not to not to use these yeah na- yeah they figured it out but not for this but uh, yeah the TV guys
1: were for years had to
0: drag triacs
1: around right and
0: oh yeah. yeah 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 I did it um recently I did a day on General Hospital yeah. <laughs> Which was crazy. Actually, I just got like pension stuff from ABC for that or uh-huh. 401k stuff. I'm I'm like, why did I get this? But anyway, that's neither here yeah, nor because there. Because
1: it NABIT it or something. It is. Yeah. All
0: right. <clears throat> it is, and um, because they're basically live to a truck kind of thing. Um, they do like a line cut, I think, uh-huh. and so I had Triax and they had a jumper. But when the utility plugged it in, he didn't plug it in all the way. So with the truck, they're like, "When you plug that jumper, it's not that something's wrong with that jumper." And then he's like, "Oh well, I'll try it again." And they're just like, "Just get rid of it." And so he, then he looked at it and he went, "Oh crap! It wasn't plugged in all the way." And he plugged in. He goes, "It should be good now." And they're like, "Just get rid of it. We don't want it to screw up while we're rolling away." Right. Like, That's fine, whatever, man. And um, <clears throat> and then so I had that big, you know, heavy duty.
1: Yeah, that's a real drag. That that that's thick cable, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I had it
1: on. I did a day on an uh, American Idol, and we had. Oh, you did. I was tethered and teleprompter and all. I mean, my hats off to those guys. That is, I think that was literally the hardest day of, was it? of Steady Steadicam I've ever done. Wow. It's, it's a whole other thing they do. It's a whole other thing, yeah. It's more about endurance than anything yeah, else, true. it
0: seems like.
1: But then, you know, you're live, and, yeah. you know, you can't fuck up, and, right. and you got to get out of everybody else's shot. That's that's the thing, you never think about that. And You do a lot of running. And, P.S., you're focusing and zooming yourself. Right. You know, there's a lot going on, so you're trying not to fall off the stage and not to get the other guys shot. And remember. I'm sure
0: you do a lot of unnecessary running that you wouldn't do unless you were, Worried about being in their shot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not even running. It's just
0: like. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Back and forth everywhere, trying to stay out or whatever. Um, <clears throat> speaking of, I've never done like reality like that. I was looking at your IMDb. Did you do a show called The Swan? Yeah,
1: I um, I had an agent, and uh, he got me uh, he got me days on that. In fact, the day I did American Idol, I had did The Swan in the morning, and then. Did American Idol that afternoon. No wonder that was so tough. Um, yeah, The Swan. That's a good one. I've, done, I've done worse.
0: Really? I mean, <laughs> start naming things. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, um, uh, you know, you say you've done worse, but like, I was shocked at some of the movies you've done. I mean, you've been around a while, but like, I've heard your name through the TV world a lot, like mm-hmm. One Hour TV. Mm-hmm you know through like from Baldwin and just you know whatever but then i started looking and i'm like oh you did little miss sunshine you did 40 year old virgin you did the green hornet i'm like holy shit um a lot of big stuff a lot of cool really good stuff too cool stuff yeah thanks i
1: yeah i started uh i started a movies and did that managed to do that for for a long time you know as a as an assistant and as an operator probably 20, 20 years of just doing movies um but the reality of having a kid and and wanting to stay in la mm-hmm. uh kind of brought
0: me to television and i, I like to keep working so yeah you know, i take what i get yeah yeah i i hear you that's that's cool i was just impressed by your your resume, I mean... Thanks. I'm the uh, best-kept secret in the, <laughs> in the business. Well, 40-Year-Old Virgin is a fantastic movie, and Little Miss Sunshine is a really great movie, so I'm yeah, jealous. Yeah, thanks. Those were both uh, kind of fun to work on. Uh, were they? I got to
1: say, I, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard as a day on the 40-Year-Old Virgin <laughs> where, uh, you know, I can't remember his name. He's a little Indian...
0: Oh so God! That older was, guy
1: who was talking about you know, uh, I think Carell walks into the store and, he, and he, he comes up to him and he goes, "Look, man, don't worry about it. You're young. You got plenty of time left. How old are you?" And he says, "I'm I'm forty Goes, "Holy shit! You got to get on this right away." Man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the, anyway, they're talking filth and dirt and oh um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Judd is just throwing out alts constantly and. I just lost it at one point. Where, you know, the camera was shaking. And, you know, Judd started laughing. I started laughing. And it was, uh, it was uncontrollable. We but, shot so much film on that movie. Did you? How much? Like, um, like a two million feet of film or something no. like that, or a million and a half. Oh my god! I had three hundred and fifty Steadicam rolls. Uh, you know and it's not really a steady cam movie right you know it's walking it's walking. Like where did all
0: this come from because
1: <laughs> they would you know like they do now they turn on the camera and they don't stop till they hear the flap 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 flap, flap, flap you know till it, it rolls out well at least they hear the flap yes that was back then we only had I think I, think I listened to Greg he talked about it, it says, you know you knew you had four minutes and that was
0: yeah and then you get to put it down you get to put it down <laughs> yeah right. no I'm the same way yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> the uh God that cracks me up for you over no because I'm thinking about all that stuff they did in that store talking to each other, just just yeah, the nastiest, but so funny, so funny, That's um true. yeah, and I, I got to throw a few lines in there too,
1: did you, oh, yeah, Judd was uh you know he's he happy to anybody to chime in with,
0: huh? really, yeah, wow, so just in a take like when they're like looking for an alt, you just say, you just yell out, sure. And nobody cared. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's. Yeah. That's, I, I I pitch ideas occasionally. Cool. I did that once. Uh-huh. It, it it was actually well received and yeah. used. But I, I, yeah. I I've never been in a position where somebody was welcoming like that. Well, look, we're in a collaborative medium, and and you know, unless you're working with
1: Jim Cameron or, or somebody like that, most people are are happy for. Uh, for some some ideas you know sure certainly as far as shooting it and sure you know occasionally if i think of something funny i'll, I'll mention it to someone well, that's and, the, or the actor the, the or, or department the,
0: crossover is the part that i'm surprised by yeah. you know huh. um but okay. no look that's you nice. can always pitch you know that, sure and if they don't like it they sure but while the camera's rolling is what i'm saying like yeah. you know and in other cases you'd have been stared down in a bad way yeah look i'm not shy well good you know and you knew what set you were on too yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I was an assistant on T uh, two, um, and uh, I was doing a shot. Jimmy Miro was was the operator, and uh, I think I've heard of him. He's yeah, <laughs> he's pretty good that guy. And we were following uh, Robert Patrick into a room, and the door opens, and I rack focus, and Jim is standing there with his tiny little monitor, and and he goes rack focus, you know rack sooner. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna see what this guy's all about and i said you know kind of felt like the right time and he looked at me and he said when you direct your fucking movie you can do what you want but when you're working for me you do what the fuck i tell you you know i was like okay (laughs) now i know the ground rules test failed test
0: failed (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i got everything in focus so he he left me alone you know yeah that's that's good um that was T two. You didn't do um True Lies, did you? No. Mm-mm. Okay, because I heard some stories. I heard some good ones. Yeah, I'll, th- I'll tell you later. i it's stuff that it's too long to tell. Right, One okay. thing, but yeah, Jimmy did that. I think did he? Okay, I'm
1: pretty sure. Um, he did a lot of stuff. I tell you, we were we were doing a shot on Terminator, and uh, Jimmy had a like a 3A vest or something, and and it broke. You know, the shoulder popped and. He went to Jim and said, "I I can't do the shot. My vest broke." And Jim said, "Well, go to the trailer and get mine."
0: And I was like,
1: "What?" <laughs> you know, back then, I mean, the, the Steadicam was a pretty rare, sure,
0: item to have. And I that and he had a three A vest in his
1: trailer. He had all Steadicam. You know, I think he had had him from um, from Aliens or something. I remember they had uh, the arms, yeah, the arms and stuff. So he had all that stuff, and they whipped it out. We did a shot and. I had so much respect for him
0: after that. That's super weird, yeah. though. But I mean, he never used it. I mean, besides loaning it to operators in need. <laughs> yeah, not that I know of. But you know, who knows what he did? He's you know he does
1: crazy underwater stuff. At
0: yeah, yeah, yeah Two yeah. thousand feet. And That's he, true. You know, who knows? He, he
1: does all that stuff. So he's he's an incredibly talented man. And, yeah. You know, and he knows everybody's job. And yeah,
0: You know, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. bullshit him. And
1: right, 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 right. That's great. He's hard no, to the... work for, but at least he's you respect him. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, right. There's a, um, if, if you're going to be tough, you better be good, right? Yeah. Kind right. of thing. But um, um, that's cool. But, oh, speaking of, he's a little different, but you worked with Rob Cohen. You did The Fast and the Furious, the first one. I actually took
1: over for Jimmy. Uh, oh, really? Left at the uh, the last month of the
0: show. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. And, and I had come in a little bit, but I had worked with Rob on a, a movie called Serpent and the Rainbow. Oh, as a camera assistant, he was a producer, not the director. Right. Um, um, God, I'm blanking on the director's name. He just passed away last year. Um, Mm.
0: Did a lot of horror movies. Uh, Carpenter. No, um, no, I'm ashamed. Uh, That's all right. Anyway, you'll think of it in a minute. But but
1: um, uh, I got a good story about that movie, actually. Do you? Yeah, we shot in Haiti. Really? Yeah, we. The Serpent the Rainbow. Well, we started in Haiti. The, the idea was to shoot the whole movie there because that's where the the story takes place. It's about a scientist who is searching for this, um, searching for zombies and and the, the real, you know, the truth behind zombification, if you want to okay. call it that. You know, and it turns out there's a like a toad venom that that, that they would give people, which would kind of put them in a near death. State and it, and it was something that the uh, that the Tonto Macoute, which was sort of the secret police force of of uh, Papa Duvalier, would use to scare the populace and, and okay. control them. And um, anyway, it turned into a silly horror movie. But uh, we were shooting a scene down there, at, a magic hour scene at a castle in Haiti. Uh, we had two thousand extras. It was a magic hour scene and it was a big candlelight procession. And they hired, you know, Haitians off the fields basically for $5 a day, I think, was the going rate
0: for right. for labor there at that time. What yeah. year would this have been?
1: Uh, sometime in the 80s, I think, 85, 86, okay. seven. I don't know, something like that. And they brought them in at, seven in the morning when we we came in
0: and you know but they're only going to work for that night yeah oh geez or eight in the morning
1: i don't know when they brought them in right Right. and this place is about an hour and a half into the back country to get to it up in the mountains it's gorgeous but the old ruins of a castle Mm -hmm. um and around four o'clock they said okay we're going home you know day's over and the the, the production freaked out you know we're shooting in an hour you can't leave so they agreed to double their rate to ten dollars a day. Mm-hmm. and uh I'll never forget a little children were running screaming, they're so happy you know to get them. they're they're very poor people there, as you can yeah, imagine. yeah, and uh, you know they're going do la, diddle la, you know they're just freaking out to to get a little more money anyway, we do the shot, we had to do another day there, and they said, "Come back tomorrow, and we'll pay you, and we need another thousand people for tomorrow." bring your friends (laughs) bring your friends and when they came back they reneged on the uh the production reneged on the ten dollar payment and wanted to only give them five dollars so i hear a lot a lot of screaming and complaining and um i had hired some guys on my on my own just to carry cases you know and,
0: uh, you they, just hired a couple of people to carry
1: cases for you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I gave them $15 a day or something. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. It yeah. was a hard day. We had, you know, four cameras or something. You know, we didn't have a big crew. Oh, you know. were
0: first. I was the first. That's yeah. right. So you were the key. So you were hiring just like extra labor help. Yeah, I just. Got I got it. Guys. I thought you were, I was thinking you were the steady cam operator. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Hiring a one okay. No, we had, uh, Alan Queso actually was our steady cam operator. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, um, the, my guys come to me and say, Monsieur, c'est très uh, dangereux, you know, and you must leave right away. And So I grabbed my front box, I went to the camera truck. Uh, the DP's already in there. John Lindley was the cameraman.
0: He's already heard the
1: word, too. <laughs> He's heard the word. My second comes down, and we're hiding in the camera truck while these people are screaming, they're going to smash the cameras, and they're, you know, they're going to they kill us. And, uh, somebody came and took us to a church and said don't come out of the church the army is we were calling the army they're coming in to holy to protect us and this goes on for a couple hours you know negotiations and eventually they they relent and agree to to
0: pay them why (laughs) didn't they just pay them because they're scumbags oh my god Let's, I hope Rob. I'm, that, I I would highly doubt Rob would be a part of I that. I don't know that Rob was
1: involved in that decision. No, but, I don't think. But he uh, who then. really knows? And um, cut to the next day where we had to shoot at some caves or something. Also, like two hours in down this dirt road, and and the DP John said, "Fuck that!" He says they're going to kill us. You know, we're not. I'm not going down there. And they said, "Okay, grab some gear. We're going to rent a." An airplane, and we're flying to the Dominican Republic. So we, uh, you know, we picked out a few items we would need for shooting the next day. You know, we had—I think we were using 35BLs and a, you know, a case of primes and some sticks and this and that. And we went to the airport, and we sat on the tarmac waiting for the jet to, to show up. You know, the uh, the charter jet, mm-hmm. and you know, classic production. They said, "Well, we can't just have the crew sitting around, so let's uh, shoot some inserts." So we are literally on the tarmac shooting shots of, you know, like a guy in, in a coffin getting poked in the eye with needles or something, you know, with jets literally 60 feet away taxiing down the runway. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was crazy. And then we, we flew into the DR. Uh, they sell rum there at the airport. So the whole crew was <laughs> drunk by the time we we got uh, to the DR on Barbancourt rum. And um, off we went. Uh, and spent the, another two months there shooting.
0: Wow! Yeah. And you just left the rest of the gear there in Haiti? No, it, it went on a truck that, oh, okay. you know, eventually. But they found said, its grab way. shit so we
1: can shoot tomorrow. Yeah, you know, like there were. I understand. Yeah, you know, we yeah. threw it all in, in baggage. You know, and and you know, here's cu- coming down the, the. the conveyor belt was you know a sandbag with a baggage tag on it and a case and then th- two wedges taped together with a <laughs> luggage tag on it and, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and then of course they're famous in the DR at that time for uh, rifling through your suitcase and stealing like you know Reebok sneakers and uh-huh. jacket leather jackets and stuff like this and that sure enough the best boy gripped Danny Pershing um, his his suitcase came down open and he said, God damn it, and he got up and he, you know, he's so drunk. He went up on the conveyor belt, went through the flaps, no. disappeared <laughs> down. And, and we're all going, oh, my God, he's going to get stabbed or something like it. Five minutes later, he came back with his leather jacket. It was <laughs> a leather jacket that he wore.
0: oh, my God. <laughs> that
1: was our welcome to the Republican <clears throat> Republic. Wow.
0: That's funny. The um, This guy I knew who used to shoot just to shoot for himself so he would he would fly a lot of stuff like smaller kind of stuff but he had he would check all his cases and he said inevitably there'd be something missing out of one of my cases yeah he said so what i what i did was i redesigned one of my cases and i put a bottle of like jack daniels in it or something every time and every time the bottle's gone just but they leave the sliding details. base plate that i need right because they would just take a... They'd be like, oh, this looks expensive. I'll steal this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he can't shoot without it, and they don't know what the fuck it is anyway. Right. So, So he f- just gave them something to steal every time. Um, Did it explode three hours later? <laughs> no. No. And this was, I believe, pre-9-11 that he was yeah, doing this. Yeah, but, right. um <clears throat> But, uh, although you could do that now. You could check a bottle. But, uh, <laughs> but he had a special slot in it, and he said, I would... Make sure to have that bottle, because otherwise, you know, the dinkiest thing will be missing.
1: Yeah. I've I've lost a a beta cam once going to Hawaii or coming back from Hawaii that disappeared. Uh, Yeah, it happens. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's why you have insurance. That's true. That's true. And um, another movie you did was Extract, which um, not that many... I, I don't think it was a big hit or anything, but... Mike Judge directed it, Jason Bateman. Who else is in it? Oh, Kristen Wiig, right? Yeah, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Um I just I've just heard great stories about all three of those people. So I imagine it would have been a fun a fun time.
1: Yeah, I had a great time. Um Justin is uh I mean Jason is amazing. Yeah. You know, he's he's funny, smart and and, and you know, when he's when the camera's not rolling he's he's cracking some some jokes and um and Kristen, she was great too yeah and mike mike's very quiet yeah you know you sort of wouldn't think that but he's he's kind of a shy guy so he does just really directs you know and doesn't really interact with the crew very much
0: oh really yeah pepper talked a little about him like he would do the Beavis and Butthead voices, but kind of for himself and other people would hear. Well, you you hear him talk, and it's 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 Beavis, right? And,
1: <laughs> right. You know, it makes me laugh when I hear him. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Charles did Office Space, right? He did. Him? Yeah. 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 And I've worked with that DP quite a lot, Tim Suersted. Oh, same he, DP, you know? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've probably done ten movies with Tim. So.
0: Oh really? Oh okay. Cool. Um and then you did another with somebody else really cool with a movie that I don't think hardly anybody saw the Invention of Lying Ricky Gervais.
1: Yeah, that was also with Tim. We uh, Oh, it was. Yeah, and uh Jason was in it. <laughs> you know, he he didn't like Ricky. Actually, in fact, most people didn't like Ricky. Really? Yeah, I got along great with him. He seemed to love Steadicam. cam. Hmm. And him and I got along really well, but uh, he wasn't a very nice person. He wasn't nice to Tim. Hmm. You know, we'd, I don't know if I should talk about it, but, you know, like there'd be a lamp on a table, and Jimmy would, I mean, uh, Ricky walk in the set and go, well, well, you know, why is this lamp here? And, and you know, well, Tim wants it for practical lighting, and he goes, but it's ugly. Get it the fuck out of here, you know? Right. That was kind of his attitude, and um, I, I had a good time. We didn't work long days. That's Ricky didn't good. want to shoot nights. That's good. He would often do, you know, wonners, much to the chagrin of the producers, who would come running up to me and going, don't you think we need a, a close-up here, you know, of Jennifer Garner? And I go, yeah, that'd be nice to have. <laughs> and they go, well, can you talk to Ricky? And I go, no, that's not my job. <laughs> you know, that's your job. Telling him how to shoot his movie. Yeah. <clears throat> right. You know, it was very much like that, um, but him and Jason didn't get along too well, Mm. Um Those were a he's an rough, odd huh? duck, you know. He's he, definitely
0: an odd one, yeah. Um
1: yeah, you know, he had a he had a thing about noise on the set. You know, there was you know, on the call sheet, no phones or you know, no eating on set. You know, he was very conscious of any distraction cuz you know, he's not really an actor, uh right. more, more of a comedian. I mean, he can act, but he's easily distracted you know I used to joke that you know if a mouse farted three blocks away he would hear it and, he, and right. stop shooting you know what was that <laughs> right. Um, right so it, it kind of drove the other actors a little bit crazy he did anyway and, yeah, and yeah. oh and no gum chewing you weren't allowed to chew gum so oh boy I think it was the next to the last day or something Jennifer gets in the we're doing a poor man's processed car stuff and jennifer gets in the car she's got a cup of coffee she puts it on the dashboard. she's got a huge wad of gum in her mouth and she's
0: and is ricky in the car oh he's in the
1: car uh. <laughs> and and then she has her assistant call her phone in the middle of a take or something like that. And Ricky's, no no we can't have this you know he didn't
0: get it that she was fucking with him fucking with him yeah but she was
1: totally going
0: after him yeah. and he didn't he missed it huh he missed it. He caught on. He's he's a smart guy. Eventually. He's yeah. a very smart guy. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is an odd duck, though. I mean, I, I obviously, I don't know him, but I don't know if you've ever seen he takes those weird photos of him in the tub. No. <laughs> he takes photos. He makes, like, the worst face you can ever... He, he famously takes a bath every day. Okay. Yeah. Like, in the evening and drinks wine and has a bath. And he'll take a selfie of himself, like, chest up. Nothing, like... You know, nude or anything, but like he'll make the weirdest face you've ever seen, like the most grotesque face, oh, and yeah, have like yeah. a rubber ducky floating in a glass of wine, and be like, "Ah, take a photo." Yeah, I think I've seen. It. It's just, you know, he was actually one of the early bloggers
1: uh, back in the day. Was he? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, oh. yeah. So I used to actually right read his that. his blog, but you know, I got I, he
0: was colored by his actions on set and kind of backed away. So yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you were a fan. I'm a fan, and I've never met him. Maybe you don't meet your heroes, right? Yeah,
1: that's the truth. I was very excited to work with him.
0: And the movie didn't turn out
1: very well, you know? It was kind of just one joke, right?
0: Yeah, it sounds like the great a great premise for a movie. Yeah. Just you but you really have to build around it a lot. You couldn't sustain it for an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. So, um, let's see. One, what else? Oh, another a classic. <laughs> Clueless. Clueless, yeah, that was a good one Absolute classic, I mean Did you did you have any idea I mean, this is a dumb question for no. An operator to ask another operator But did, did it feel good at the time? Did it feel like something? Uh, I thought Alicia's
1: performance was Amazing in that movie Yeah um, But who knew, you know, that it was going to be so good It was sort of like the I got a lot of street cred from doing that show with my daughter Because that was one of her Her favorite movies Sure so, um, yeah, Bill Pope shot it. Um, Amy Heckerling, who's a little nutty, she directed it. Yeah. Um, nutty in a good way? Yeah. Yeah, she's a little neurotic, you know. She's a bit of an agoraphobic. She doesn't, she really doesn't like being outside. <laughs> oh, okay. She, but she fought through it to direct and did,
0: cool. did a great job. You know? Agoraphobic?
1: Really? That's yeah, weird. That's before I did Steady Actually, Jimmy Mural came in and did some Steadicam work on it.
0: Sounds like you guys were connected at the at the hip for a while there. I know. Well, I met Jimmy on Field of Dreams. You did Field of Dreams? Uh-huh. I didn't see that credit. Wow. Yeah, I was the first, and I shot a lot of uh, Second Unit on that movie, too. You know what? I want to talk to you about you shooting Second Unit, mm-hmm. but let, let's come back to that in one sec, because okay. there's a couple of others I want to... <laughs> since we're going through these movies, Old School, which so many people love... Okay. um, yeah, I just day
1: played on that. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Day played Steady Cam on that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But, you know, driving around with, with Will Ferrell running naked. That's what the I streets. was going
0: to ask you. Did you do that shot? I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he naked? He, he had the sock.
1: Uh, you know, I don't remember.
0: Uh, he, I think, he must have had the sock. I think now. he had the cock sock, as
1: we like to call it, the banana hammock. He's uh, yeah. yeah, certainly on stage, because we did a, a whole stage thing with Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where he comes running out. I think that's where he either started or ended the the whole let's go streaking thing. And, yeah, he was wearing the... Uh, yeah, I think that's where he started. The banana hammock. <laughs> but he's shameless. I, I, I did another movie with him um, called Get Hard. In, oh, right, yeah. Uh, where he, he's, like, got to slam his ass up against the window or something like that. You know, he'll take his clothes off anytime
0: you want. <laughs> <laughs> he has no inefficience, you know. <sighs> So funny, man! That guy, oh, brilliant. Um, I did. I did
1: a TV show with Eddie Izzard. Wasn't it? In? And which show? It's called Powers. It was made for Sony, uh, for their PlayStation mm. Channel.
0: Uh, you know, it's about superheroes. And, oh, okay. Or, or I thought you did the, the. I was hoping you did the one where he played a crook. Um, or they played like uh, uh, con artists. Uh, I don't they know. called it. I oh, forget what it was called. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's so great. No, he's sort of the big uh, evil character in this. Uh, oh, okay, in this thing, and he—I could see that. And, we, and he's chained. Up, he's in prison, and they have him chained up, you know, arms and legs, completely naked. Okay. And he—that man is happy to get naked. I got to tell you,
0: Eddie, is there? Oh
1: yeah. You know, like we were doing close-ups, and I go, Eddie, you can put some pants on if you want. It goes, no, no, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> it's like really. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, can I, get a, can I get a courtesy over here? <laughs> get a four Wait, light. I don't see a light. No, 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 it's for that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny.
1: He's a talented man, that guy.
0: Yeah. He will go do shows
1: in foreign countries and do the whole show <clears throat> in that language. Or go to Germany
0: and do it. He'll learn for that. I think I've heard that about that. him. In France. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Really neat. Plus he'll wear a dress the whole time too. And he does it as a transvestite, too. Yeah. yeah love it. Uh what was the name of that other show? It was for FX. It was like right when Breaking Bad was coming out, that was coming out, I think, or within a year or two. Hmm. Um it was great. It was like three years. But they played like gypsies essentially, right? Um travelers, as it were. Hmm. I don't and remember. it was like a family of travelers. It was so good. But um, if it came out now, it would still be on. It it it'd have done seven years. But you know that was this tra- this that was when everything was transforming. Netflix was getting bigger and stuff, and like they need those ratings. And now they probably get a third of the ratings, and they keep the show on forever, right? Right. Anyway, <clears throat> um. So, oh, one more, two more. The fan, De Niro, and Tony Scott. Yeah, that
1: was really. That was really special, working with Tony. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I had done some commercials with him, and we used to go do these Marlboro campaigns where you would go out in some beautiful part of the you know the desert or up in Oregon or and shoot horses running or something. Yeah, guys riding horses <laughs> or, or you know, yeah. You know, they'd make them for Germany. Oh, okay. They, they couldn't show commercials uh, about cigarettes, and they would do these. You know it's for the German market for the English market or whatever, but yeah, you know, so they would bring a bunch of German tourists to come and ride motorbikes through the desert and horses and stuff like that, you know these adventure spots, but you know through these amazing canyons right yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we went up to some beautiful forest in in Oregon, pristine, yeah, and out comes the smoke machine. <laughs> You know, that Tony had, he had this thing, you know, for light shafts and stuff like that. But they polluted that place like I've never seen, oh you know, like no, really, you know, we're here. It looked gorgeous, but just tubes of death everywhere. And then they had this machine called the Master Blaster. You ever seen this thing? It is a truck mounted jet engine. What? And they, I've never seen that. They like spray diesel fuel onto the manifolds. I don't know how they do it, but it makes the
0: biggest smoke cloud. And they just drive it, it, it through set? They don't have to
1: drive it through SED. They park
0: it, you know. They park uh, it upwind a, a little, quarter
1: mile away, and just <laughs> turn the goddamn thing on. And oh, it's, no. it's all the noise of a jet engine combined with all the stink of uh, of a truck. You know, oh, God, <laughs> it just filled the forest with this. Yeah.
0: Oh, jeez. But the fan
1: was, uh, you know, it, I didn't think it was a very good movie in the end. No, it's, it's,
0: it's pretty creepy. But but you're working with but working with Tony, you know. It's, and you're working with De Niro.
1: Yeah, let me tell you something about De Niro. I, I we did a scene with him. It was my like my most disillusioned moment in the business. Um, we're we're shooting an over to to De Niro, right? Over some actor, I can't remember who it was. And De Niro he just couldn't remember the lines. So they had the script taped to the other actor's chest. Um and I'm like, Really? Bobby? Fucking De Niro, you need, right. he's got to have cue cards, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was like so disillusioning. But, you know, after a few takes, he, he got it. But that was another show where you just turn the camera on and you never cut, you know, a thousand foot mag. Right. Just They'll keep, just keep doing it until, doing it, until doing you it. have to reload. Yeah.
0: Right. No slates. And, uh, really? Uh, no slates? Well, you'd maybe get the first slate. But, or tail you know, it, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I mean, we shot 60,000. He
0: feet. would step on and you'd roll. Yeah. Essentially, right? Yeah. 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 I've heard that before. We
1: did a scene, just two people talking in an office or something, 60,000 feet. (laughs) Right? That's 60 hours of... Yeah. Or is it? No, wait, that's 10 minutes per... uh, 1,000. I can't even think. But, uh, you know, how are they going to use all that stuff? Three cameras, you know...
0: and I'm still trying to figure out. The, <laughs> <laughs> 11 minutes per thousand. I was using 10 to make it easier to divide. But uh, so it's six. Uh, it's 600 minutes, right? So 6,000 feet. It's 10 hours. Is an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 10 hours. Yes. Yeah. It's over 10 hours, actually. It's more like 11 hours, probably. Right. But yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> how long a scene was it? three minutes or something like that okay I mean at least it was I mean it's only three minutes never mind that's the way he used to do it he <laughs> just roll you know roll 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 but but that guy was
1: you know he's a real general you know you would I'd follow him up a mountain Tony yeah yeah you know he was you know one voice on set nothing you know there's no wishy-washiness about it that we're gonna do this this and this and and you know he'd let you know if he liked it or not and, you know, I was sort of—I I actually did c camera on that, so I would improvise, and usually he liked it, so I got to stay. You know, I came in for one day, and uh, I wound up working two months. So.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. They just kept you there? That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's too think, bad about him, but he left us with so many great films. I know, amazing. They're doing Top Gun. I know. I talked too. to Chris yeah, about right? it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Um,
1: yeah, John Connor's on it. Oh, is he? And uh, John was my assistant on, um, on the fan. Really? I think it was John. Yeah, John or Greg Erwin, Both of them were were assisting me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, John got kidney stones on that, on that production. And, oh, oh uh, on the fan? On the fan? Yeah, and he left for a couple of days. and he came back, and then he forever had the nickname Pebbles after that. Uh, <laughs> that's what Tony would call.
0: It. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Pebbles. <laughs> Tony, who always had a cigar in his mouth. That's so funny. Oh, did he? That guy
1: smoked all the time. Ah, he would smoke in a church. It didn't matter to him.
0: It's like Frank Darabont. Yeah, never. Yeah, never met him. Um, yeah. Well, we were shooting inside at a practical location, and you know he didn't care, (laughs) and nobody else seemed to either. So, um, but uh. The last one, which I thought was a very good movie, was Pleasantville. yeah, um, and the, and the we were we were talking a little before about the hours and stuff and and as most people know, we lost Brent Hirschman on that movie trying to just trying to get home to his kids his yeah I kid. was
1: I started the movie um, and I left that week to go oh really, work on a Robert Allman movie called The Gingerbread Man.
0: Um, oh, so you left before that happened?
1: Uh, yeah, I left. Like days before? Days before that happened, yeah. Wow. But i known Brent for years before that. He mm-hmm. was a, a friend of mine, and that was incredibly tragic. You know, it was a long, long day at the end of a long week, you know, trying to finish up a location. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know the story, Brent, you know, it was a 20-hour 20, 20 day or something like that, or, you know, he had worked that many hours and tried to get home, and, fell asleep and drove off the freeway. Mm. Um, yeah. But when I came back... Where where was where that? Where did he... Uh, they were shooting in Long Beach, I want to say. Okay. and uh, So he's
0: probably on the 405 or something like that.
1: I think it was like on an off-ramp or, you know, changing from the... One to know another. 710 to the 605. You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah one sure. One of those deals. But... Um, they started circulating petitions at that time to uh, to try and limit the workday or do twelve on twelve off. And I was on the Altman film, and I got people. You know, I got Robert to sign. I got uh, you know a lot of people. It became a movement, and it never went uh, it never went anywhere, you know. Or I mean, it raised consciousness about the problem of working
0: long hours, but. Yeah, but nothing, nothing changed because of it. Apparently, things changed well, for a little while. That I was think, right when I was getting in the I business. I think
1: things did change in that they they started offering rooms or rides to people if if you worked long days. Mm-hmm. You know, the people became more conscious of that, and now it's actually sure. a a rule that they have to do it if you work over fourteen hours. They have to offer you rooms, right, and, and rides, which is good because some people
0: no, it's good. Too
1: embarrassed to to that ask or afraid that you know they would think less of them uh.
0: right if they're really tired or something you know I don't want to get too in the weeds about this but there was a question about like the ride thing like what do you do and this is just an honest question what do you do if you're like in Long Beach shooting today and you work 16 hours and you're like yes I will happily take the Uber home thank you You take the Uber home but tomorrow you're shooting in Santa, Santa Clarita How do you work that out? Has that been all solved yet, or they hasn't been laid out
1: on paper? But you know, just keep taking Ubers till you can get your car. (laughs) Okay.
0: I mean, truthfully, that's what are they going to say? You know? Yeah, right. The the problem, and okay, that's good to know. You just you just say no. You have to get me back to my car. I mean, look. First of all, we all have a responsibility to ourselves to be
1: safe right yeah sure so if i know i can't drive whether they're paying or not you know i'm gonna either take a nap go to a hotel right Yeah, and, yeah. and deal with it you know no, and it's but better would... than being dead and i'll lose some money who cares and no 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 I so now it's incumbent upon them and and you know it's an argument that i don't think they're going to give you if you
0: no, I understand that. I just, I just meant in the context that now they're, it's in the contract that yeah. they have to do it. Is is how I yeah. meant it. I mean, look, all but, that stuff is not laid out yet. Uh, okay, but. I
1: think people are worrying unnecessarily about okay. about it. Well, you
0: know? Y- you know, you've worked with some people who. Well, I don't know for sure, but I I imagine you've worked with some of the same kind of people I've worked with who won't spend a penny to help anybody unless they're absolutely 100 percent obligated to do so. So. Yeah, sure. I've I've encountered those right, people. But, right. Right. Uh, and in that case, you just do what then, you have to do. Then, I guess. You know, but,
1: you call the local and let them argue about I it. I guess so. That's that's yeah, the way yeah. to deal with it. But. But most people now, I think, are are cognizant of the fact that that they shouldn't work ridiculous hours. You know, I've worked on a lot of Marvel stuff where they just don't work past twelve hours. That's the rule, right? And it's fantastic because you know exactly when you're going to go home.
0: That's a you know it's a luxury in this business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, some I, studios are starting to do limits on yeah at least certain shows. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that that's a Marvel studio edict. You don't go past twelve. Marvel's twelve only
1: now. Twelve hours. And then their <laughs> movies are are I think ten hour days. You know, no lunch. Oh,
0: they, they do that French hour hours days. thing
1: now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well they don't even do French hours, they just they pay you meal penalties, but you just keep working.
0: Yeah, but with French
1: hours you get the meal penalties. You just get food. No, too. French hours you don't get if, if you in fact oh, really? in a French hour show, then that's the decision. Oh, but is they have they, but they'll you... supply you with food, which we all know is in the camera department. Is there's no time to eat food, but um, right, you know, um, but that's the idea is that they're going to stop at ten. They don't pay the penalty, but you get food all day.
0: Okay, right, yeah. Have you done one of those yet? Uh, I've done
1: Marvel movie stuff where they they just over the 10 hours and did and you, you like that you or get no? food uh, you know i've said this before i to me the the meal is not just about eating but especially as a steady cam operator uh is is getting off your feet you know or, yeah you know when you're doing handheld all day you know you've got 50 pounds on your on your body and you you know you need to rest your your feet i do
0: yeah um, it's a little reset time.
1: It's just a reset time.
0: It's only a half hour. Yeah, yeah. Forty five. You minutes, know,
1: you, what are you going to do? You can't argue if they're doing ten no, you, days you, do and you take the, the job or You, you, you got to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and find time to uh, shovel some food down. You know, if you're on a camera, it's hard. You know. Well, somebody will bring you something you won't like half of it. Yeah, you know, you wind it. up <laughs> exactly. They'll bring you some plate of uh, this is what they got, and you'll shovel
0: it down between uh, setups and standing at a cart. Waiting for your Dolly, Dolly uh, Grip to lay all the track so you can get back on. There for another that. one that doesn't have time, They're, those guys work as hard as we do. So. For sure. But yeah. it's funny, a Dolly Grip that I know did one of those shows. I think it was a Netflix show. I, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, or Amazon, maybe. But they agreed to this deal. And he said, you know, he said he loved it. He said, because whether we had eight pages to do or a half a page to do, we did it in 10, period. And nobody complained about it. That's just how it went. And and he said, you know, he liked it. He's in. The, he's you know, he's an old school guy. He's been around for yeah. 30, 30 years. I, I think most stuff. departments are are happy about it. And you know, the producers say, look, you want shorter,
1: you know, you want less Friday days. This is this is how we do it. Ten hour days, but you know, they don't stick to ten. That's
0: that's the problem. Well, he, that's he, my question. And I mean, even if, on the movies, they you know they go past ten for sure. Right, right. Um, in an, it, a circumstance. And I would say, look, if they're going to try to stick to 10, and that's their intention, and most days you do, I'm probably okay with that. Yeah. It's that it's, as soon as you they get an inch, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, this is something the producers desperately wanted in the last negotiations. Was really? Uninterrupted meals. That's what they like to call it. It's super weird that that's what they went after. <laughs> I mean, they have an idea in the future that we just won't break for meals at all, probably, and we'll and then we'll go back to working eighteens. Yep, yep. And then everybody will do any job.
1: You know, I could be laying track and. Oh, really? That's their other. Yeah. Oh yeah. <coughs> Interchangeability, sure.
0: <laughs> that yeah. these things make zero sense to me. Um, that's their dream that'll never happen. Hopefully.
1: We'll see. Yeah. You know, but like I, say, more, I think most moves. departments, you know, grip electric, they always have time to rotate guys in and out and get get meals. It's the camera department that has the hardest time, so
0: No no no, but I mean the interchangeability. Oh that, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry, yeah. that was a was a Bless heavy you. sneeze. Thank yeah. you. Um speaking yeah. of that, I just noticed your you've just finished your beer. Would you like another? Sure. All right, let's get another beer. we will take a break for okay for a minute you. here. But we were talking about Brent and stuff and all that stuff. Um, were do you? You said to me before you think you don't think this will ever change the hours we do. And
1: well, I, I I do think it has the potential to change, but the question is how. And in my mind, you know, you either have to make shooting long days too expensive. Right, or you have to have some type of you know government regulations that would pr- prohibit it, you know mm-hmm. and look, truck drivers are limited in how many hours
0: they can drive right uh airline pilots, and we see what happens when yeah. they cheat truck drivers, yeah, yeah it's obvious, now right? ask Tracy Morgan what happened yeah. when the guy didn't sleep, yeah, um airline pilots, same thing,
1: those guys uh very strict, are, are regulated, and, you know, look, we, we operate heavy machinery, uh, and and but, you know, more importantly, we get off work. Like after working long days, we get in a 5,000-pound machine, and we drive it around, and and hopefully not hit somebody if, if we fall asleep, right? And So, to me, the only hope of, of shortening the day will be through some type of regulations, which, of course, you know, will possibly chase work away from the from the state or the the country i don't know but uh, i think that's what's got to happen we we need help you know yeah um i think the rides and uh, rooms are great i i hope people take advantage of them because uh, number one they they keep you from driving when you're tired and and number two they uh they cost the producers money well, I don't need
0: to cost them money, but oh, I see what you mean. It's yeah. a deterrent. And that's a deterrent, right? Right, 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 right. Good point. So, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want to be wasteful as far as that goes, but you're you're exactly right. They people if your whole thing is about money, that's the only language you understand. So, when it costs you more, then you go, oh, it costs more money. You don't give a shit about the people, okay, but you do care about the money. I mean, look, well, the producers we work, they care about the people. I, I, I know, I know. It's the the, the vast majority. The, it's the studio, you You're know, right. this. this, this It's the unna- unnamed mass of unnamed accountants or whatever. People might that,
1: be. That, right. that don't really know. And, and strangely enough, you know, people who have kids in school and. You know they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it if they knew about it. But I don't think they know it, and they deny it too. You know, yeah. They yeah, say yeah. we don't work long hours, and like, you know, that's why it's important for people to, in right. our union at least, to use the app and report the hours that. Uh, right. You know, if things get abusive, and and I I tell you what, the union does respond.
0: What are the What are the I mean, what do they want to hear from? They want to hear from days over 12, over 14, over yeah. what? Yeah. Just anything. Whatever you feel. If you feel like it's too much, you should be reporting it. Yeah. Is that the? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. We Good need we need hard evidence
1: that, that it happens because believe me, they, they say in negotiations that we don't work long hours.
0: Yeah. But then everybody laughs and then you all high five and then you move on knowing that you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> no, they can't the, say the that one the side face. of the the room
1: shakes their heads and goes really and the other side and they just stare you really. with a straight
0: face <sighs> yeah okay yeah. so all right i'm done talking about this subject
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's, not it's depressing
0: it's yeah. like what come on don't, it isn't but uh, you know we need to do something and and
1: ultimately it's up to yourself to say enough you know if you can't handle it then sure. walk away I, I i have walked off sets after 15 hours and said
0: you guys keep going i'm going home have you oh yeah did you lose your job Nope. i don't think they can i mean i think legally they can't fire you for that can right. they I, mean, I don't make a practice of it but it's happened right times, i understand you know, yeah or i've just had enough <laughs> yeah i've never done that and I and now I'm regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it. It feels good. No, you know what? Hopefully I'll never have another day long enough or a week long enough where I feel like I I need to. But I've I've certainly been there before, but it never it's a scary proposition. Like I always feel like, geez, I have to quit this job. You know, you can't just say I'm we're seventeen hours in yeah. after, you know. Four 18s in a row, and right. I'm just not doing the 18 today. I mean, it's you know, happening less and less. whatever it is in, in my experience. I think so too. Uh, you know,
1: they're they're more cognizant of it, than that. and it's. I know, think some of it is money. I think some of, of it's it, money. It, you know, it costs them money to go into overtime and double time. You know, that's the thing. They stop usually just before it goes into the the, the double real time. expensive time. Yeah, you know, right. with all these new contracts where you don't go into double time till after 14 or. That That's generally the limit in the day is 14 because they mm-hmm. don't want to get into that. So. Well,
0: um, what was I going to say? Oh, geez, I can't remember. Oh, yes, the, the double-time money is a deterrent for sure. But I think some lawyers finally, I think after that actor crashed um, up in Toronto or, no, Vancouver, wherever he was. And then I think there have been some other, you know, There have been a slew of incidents over the years, including Brett. I'm sure many before him, Mm -hmm. many after, um, who have been severely injured or died. Um, Did I say Brett? I meant Brent. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, But uh, uh, I think finally the lawyers, some lawyers are going, their lawyers are going, you know, one day this is going to cost us. $50 $50 million when a van driver falls asleep and kills everybody. or wh- You know what I mean? Or whatever. Sure. And I I have a feeling that that's part of the reason some studios are starting to put this time limit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other factors, but... Um, yeah. well, they're not doing it out of benevolence, believe me. They're no. doing it out of... Uh, no, they're not doing it because they love uh, us. Even though some producers really love their crews, but... Yeah, again, this not is not, not the studio people. And and, and that's right.
1: not to say that
0: the studio people are, are Dr. Evils either, you know. Right. Um, they they work for a corporation. The corporation's stated goal is to make the most money possible. Yeah, it's to uh, right. you know, the, make the
1: stockholders happy. And that's that's something we're dealing with in this business more than ever, you know. We're... Mm-hmm. we're we're contractors we're, we're to contracted giant to Time companies. Warner and to uh
0: you sony know, uh, and right. yeah yeah to
1: major major corporations that have policies and and a need to uh, make the stockholders happy, you know yeah. and then you know when the Republicans are in charge it's it's even worse, and that's what's happened in this country over the last bunch of years right
0: right, yeah. Okay, we've gone far enough with this talk. Okay, <laughs> because people, I don't want to alienate anyone from listening. I want everyone to enjoy it. Yeah, um, I don't think Scott Walker's listening though. So. Right, <laughs> right. So fuck, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, and no, I didn't mean, I didn't mean that. I don't care about like, uh, you know, c- cursing politicians. It's just that. They do it all day on TV. We're, we're doing something a, a little more interesting, right. I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Marsh, it's much more fun. <laughs> um, you. Two, what did you mention? What's this thing called? I here? have my uh, top ten movie pet peeves. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. These are the things that just David Letterman
1: <laughs> drive me crazy. Uh, uh, drum roll, please. No. Um, all right, number one. We're back. We're back and rolling. Rolling. Can't they just say it once? Right. Do they have to, like, hammer it home? Do I say set, set every time they I'm ready to roll? You know, do I say cut, cut? No. Stop it. I don't know where that came from, but it just drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, number two, directors that sit in Video Village
0: and give direction from there. Oh, but, sc- screaming to everyone? Not even screaming. It's- or
1: just... <laughs>
0: What?
1: How's <laughs> that? What? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 sometimes i make it a point of just not getting up and let them come to me. You know, it's yeah. it, it's just disrespectful. Disrespectful, I think, to the, to the crew and then to the actors
0: too. Yeah. Know? And I see that so much. Yeah, it's more. like a dismembered it, voice mumbling from yeah. from another you know, side the of the wall. Feed
1: up on the on the monitor table. And, right. Uh, right. Uh, you know, come on. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that, bu- that bugs me uh, uh number three not cutting that is uh, just the worst thing ever i think <sighs> i don't know you know i, I let's not we, cut we'll, it'll it be faster yeah just just let's go and then uh and right away one more, come on right away like yeah okay i mean i want it to take about a half hour between these setups you know <laughs> right of course right away let's just <laughs> Where no, but you know, take a break, regroup, figure out what didn't work or
0: what does yeah. work, and let's go. You know? let's work out the problems that we had in that one that caused yeah. us to need another. Yeah, I mean, look, and then we, we can roll again. I tell you, when we shot film, that that film rolling through the
1: mag, it cost money, and everybody knew it. Oh yeah, and and it sort of made people more aware of what they had to do. They stood at attention. They the concentration level went up. That's all gone. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm ones and zeros and some poor editor that has to sort through you know thousands of hours of footage for every scene
0: but... yeah yeah I, I agree
1: alright number four the question do you see my feet now this is the most asked question in the film business <laughs> I'm going to say that right now uh, <laughs> I know the shoes are not comfortable but come on <laughs> I'm wearing shoes, you can do it too. And, <laughs> and, you know, Uggs. Uggs are the ruination of the business,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> They're just too comfortable. They don't ever want to put shoes on. So. You know what I've had a lot is the ladies that often wear heels. Yeah. Um, who wear their Nike, you know those Nike high top, high heel things they have? Oh, no, I haven't seen oh, them. Oh, you haven't seen them? I've seen them on a few different shows uh-huh. with the women. And so instead of wearing high heels, instead of like, oh, they know we have this, they want to take their shoes off, but now we they drop right. down at six inches. So they have these things, which probably aren't six inches, but they're closer and yeah. they're much more comfortable. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, they're great. But the good ones, I mean, I've heard that question so many times too, right. <laughs> but like if you have to ask, don't ask. In a way, is what you're kind of saying, well, right? P.S. There's three thousand monitors. That's another. That's now, right? another thing, right? You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: and and there's one set up for for hair and makeup and wardrobe always, right? Right. And all they have to do is ask. No, all they have to do is look up from
0: their phones once in a while, and they'll see what the shot is. Yeah, but not even that. But like, right? All the actor has to do is tell their their wardrobe person that one that always has the bag with their shoes and whatever in it. Tell them, hey, anytime. Like they're definitely you can tell they're never going to see my shoe, my yeah. feet. Just bring my shoes in. Yeah, look, it's. I, I understand that the high the heels are not comfortable. Uh, <laughs> I hate wearing. But them. it's an easy solution. That's the funny yeah. part. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You You're hate right. wearing high heels? Ah, terrible. I, I I didn't know they made them. Yeah, uh, they small. do make
1: my calves look nice. But <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, bad I'll, for your back. Yeah, you know when I did Clueless, you asked about that. That yeah. I, I got that question more than on any other film that I've ever worked. Why because they were all in here. Because the all girls the were glammed up all the time. Yeah. yeah, and they hated wearing them. So I would I had a picture of a shoe if, <laughs> and then I had a picture of a shoe with a like a, a circle and a slash through it. And I had it on the side of the the, the motor side, side of the Panaflex. <laughs> and if it was no shoes, I would
0: get <laughs> out of here. Flip the thing down and flip it up. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it worked great by the way. That's brilliant. You never have to hear that question again. Yeah. They just have to look. I just go check it out <laughs> Okay, number 5,
1: Fridays, right? Yeah. That's the worst thing ever.
0: Right? Our weekends are ruined. Yeah. A Friday everybody knows, just yep. in case they don't, is when you go from Friday into Saturday and you're still working. Yeah. Often it's a noon call or a not Two yeah. at two p.m. call or two or three or five. Or when it's seven really or bad, it's when an eight p.m. call. I've had eight thirty p.m. calls, <clears throat> and you work till almost Sunday. It's almost a Sunday. yeah, fratter day. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number six:
1: ladder pods and bad sliders. Um, why are those combined? The ladder pod is the worst invention ever made. It's I don't know if you're familiar with. Of course, it. I am. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, it's, it's three ladders that are tied together with a hi-hat, essentially, on the, on the top. And you can extend it up to, like, 20 feet or something like that. But invariably, you wind up standing on a one-inch rung right. for an hour while they f- figure out the frame. And it's painful. It's torturous. And uh...
0: Hey, Doc, do you see this? <laughs> yeah.
1: I hate it. Uh, you know, Hey, I, Doc,
0: I... where's your frame line?
1: Here's what I say about the ladder pod:
0: It's good to have... It's like the atom bomb. It's good to have, but you never Never use. Never (laughs) use. Okay, but I get the bad slider part. But you put you put them together. I did because I'm I'm including grip uh, grip equipment. Okay, okay, fine, fair enough. Grips
1: have they own these things. Some of them are just cheap and the worst thing to try and make a a nice move. What's the best slider? Uh, Anything but the the. Anything but speaking to the mic, please, sir. (laughs) I'm so enraged, I can't. uh, Uh, anything but the modern equipment one, you know that that that.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that company. piece of piece of junk. Yeah, that's what generally the studios buy them because they're, <laughs> they're cheap, but, but they're very, they're sticky and it costs a thousand dollars. The great one costs twenty three hundred, and they buy the thousand exactly, every time, right? right? right, right Which, right. like, like most things in life, you get what you pay for. Right? It's true. So I thought you were going to give me a favorite, though. I was going to specifically say do, you don't have to tell me the bad one, but then you just told me the, the bad favorite. Ones. Well, I, I'll tell you, I've used so many of them. Um, uh, you know, eight balls are good. I like uh, the eight ball. And uh, I like the original. The original is yeah. good. Um, That's a steady operator, no? That made those, or partially? At is the, it the a, original I'm not slider? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, shoot, I, his name uh, has escaped me. But I heard that a long time ago. I think I'm correct.
1: Uh, I work with a Dolly Grip uh, Jack, I can't remember his last name, who uh, makes his own
0: sliders. They're fantastic. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, this, is there a brand name to him or? uh i don't you know he doesn't sell them he Jack just slider he just rents them i don't know the name of them oh okay but so he like made his own he did and yeah. then he just rents them to production so he doesn't sell them yeah he rents your... them through pro cam or something like that
1: but you know he wanted a good piece of equipment and, and he, so he made he, he made it you know wow and he's that kind of guy and then you cool. know the first one i ever saw with magnets on the end to, you know opposing uh, magnets to yeah, stop yeah, yeah. stop the camera
0: um, cool yeah. Um I I was going to say I hate sliders in general but <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Well, yes they come in very handy sometimes. I, I I think they're great but but I'm not a fan of
1: just you know, just slide left and right constantly through the shot. Yes. You know, that that's probably why you hate it because there's there's some TV shows where they just that that's their look, you know, mm-hmm. they want to constantly move the camera whether it's on the dollar right. or or not and it's, you know, cuz the but no, the dialogue but, is so dreadful. But the
0: thing is, to... they'll 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 park a dolly, put the brake on, and then throw a slider, and then you're supposed to move it. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. I agree. But why would we do that when this thing sucks, and it's all like it's all janky? Because you know I'm not the smoothest ever. When you have this 800 pound thing that moves as smooth as anything ever, and you can do that. Yeah. But you needed a good dolly grip to. It's true to be able to do that, right? That's Someone true. Who yeah. Pays yeah. attention to the frame and. That's true. I've been very, very lucky. You know, I've had a few a few lemons, but um, mostly I've had fantastic dolly grips. Even out of town. Actually, almost especially out of town. Yeah, you're lucky.
1: Let me tell you. I, I
0: know I am. I know. No, I, I said I've been lucky, you know. <laughs> I did a movie in North Carolina, and we had a dolly grip. Out of Wilmington?
1: Yeah, we were in, were we in, in North Carolina or Savannah. I can't remember where we were. Um, He's a nice guy, but he just wasn't very good. And and we were doing a shot around a a table, like like I'm sitting at here, right? So, and uh, Greg Kinnear was at one corner of the table, and he walks around the table, and we had to counter on the dolly. So you know, he took a step from he took a three foot step basically, and we had to go from one end of the table. We had to go about eight feet. Mm-hmm. So that requires uh, some anticipation on the uh, on the dolly grips side and and certainly steady cam well, you know i think one thing that that we need is the ability to be able to anticipate people moving and start going at you know almost at the right time just before they move you know there's no way to catch up sometimes so right right right, right, right. Um, and that comes through experience right yeah. and sometimes you get bones sometimes you don't but anyway this guy was just never getting it and i'm i'm going you know go go Oh yeah, right. And I was talking to Greg. We were, I don't know, playing golf or something. And I said, "Greg, you don't remember that shot on the table? Could you hear me talking to Dolly?" He goes, "Hear you." He says, "I almost said go." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: just couldn't get it. Then uh, a dolly, a good dolly grip will save you, oh. and a bad one will kill you. And uh... I
0: have, I have certainly been guilty of especially at the very beginning on day one or two like of being a little impatient before I know the way they work and some maybe sometimes I'm right if they're not great or whatever but when they're really good they have their own system and you know and once you once you fit yourself into that it can be really it can be really great yeah Don't but look, um, you're a team and uh, you know they're part of the camera department as, oh yeah as far yeah. as I'm concerned you know. <clears throat> for sure for sure um, and, they and you know I know a dolly grip that's Moved from pushing to, to operating. Oh, there's, that seems to be the uh, is that the new thing. The new entry level position
1: for Steadicam operator.
0: And sense a regular in, operator, I've seen it. It makes uh, sense in a, in a, in a lot of ways because they see the monitor all day. They see your image. They see what they see. How they affect it. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. you know what they
1: don't have is experience, panning and tilting. You know, and that that takes a little bit sure. Of of time to figure out you
0: know it sure does yeah yeah yeah. so that's
1: for me you know that's that's one thing i came to steadicam as an operator already and i think that greatly helped my my work as a steadicam operator because for me the frame drives me around you know there's guys that put a million marks down um right
0: uh, marks don't matter if the actor uh, misses yeah that's that's not me i just find a frame i don't either i'll i'll mark my foot at yeah, I the, mark it for the AC. At the end once in a while. Yeah. Sometimes for me, um, as a matter of fact, I was doing diopter work recently on Steadicam. A bunch on this show. And um, and okay. so I had limits. That's critical focus, yeah. Well, it wasn't just for him. It was for me to know, like, I have to be... It's not so he can pull to it. He literally can't unless yeah. I'm inside of this, right. Right you know. Now. So... Um, so that was a guide for me for that stuff, but often I'll put it down just to see, like, um, like I like my end frame, and just to know that I'm pretty on it. You know what I mean? That's all. Like when we rehearsed it, I found the end frame I liked, and I said, "Hey, Trepa," mm-hmm. you know. That way, I just know I'm where I meant to be. Right. You know, because sometimes I get caught up in the sure yeah. in the the world around, and I yeah. and I'm like, oh shit. I'm shooting off the stage over there. I'm in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice in here, though.
1: Um, yeah, look, I'll throw marks down. Wow, I'll, they, I'll they throw turn left big V's way back there. Down, you know, to, to oh, land. Oh, do you do those? Certain, yeah, once in a while, but oh, okay. You know, but again, there's a reason for it. If there's a, I know there's a light. If I pull back too far, I'm going to catch that that light that the DP loves to put just on the edge
0: of frame, or right, 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 or, or you know
1: whatever it is. But
0: yeah, I'm good at landmarking that stuff. The V is the same thing, but like I'm good at. I think it's it's muscle memory, right? Well, you should a a few times, you know where you that plant. Yeah, like if that end of the leaf is on the edge of my frame, I'm right where I need to be. You know, I do that all the time with regular operating. It's like you have a big pan to the left, and the guy's going to stop somewhere. You don't know where, but I know if I get to the edge of that plant, stop. Right, or be you know anyway. Or whatever it is. Well, l- <clears throat> luckily the cameras have overscan on the
1: on the viewfinder now, right? So that you
0: can. Yeah, at least two millimeters. So it's <laughs> yeah. It used to be a lot more with film. We know this. But, yes, it did. And oh, have you had the thing lately where you'll get a boom in, not into safe, but into the frame, and you're like boom boom, or you or you maybe tilt down just to help just to save it a little. I got yelled at for tilting. On a TV show by the DP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The fuck are you tilting for the boom for? I said, I'm just trying to save the shot. And he goes, Dude, we'll paint it out later. Don't change your shot. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, I didn't. I, I wasn't aware special if like CGI was so cheap these days. <laughs> right. But now, look, I, okay, got, great. I
1: got yelled at on a movie a couple, two years ago for cutting the camera because the boom was solidly in the shot. Uh, um, and he's like, Come on, I could I paint that out. You know, like, you know, maybe
0: like you said, could you tell me? You know, I don't know what the the, the CG budget is. You know, and right on day one, I mean, just tell me we're going to paint everything right. out we don't like. So just f- be wide. Yeah, <laughs> I just let them in now, and and
1: at the end of the take, the, the, they see it. You know, that's the thing now. They,
0: the, yeah, the mixer is seeing it and telling them anyway. Well, the, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Sometimes they say that's not my job. Right? It's so weird. Well,
1: I never had that, but I I always talk to the boom guy and I said, look, I want you to look over at me during the take, you know, because I'm going to, I'm looking at you and, and, you know, I'll tell you if you need to go up, I'll, I'll be honest with you where the frame line is, but you know, you got to pay attention. I'll to let you me.
0: hug it, but we have to play right. teamwork. Right.
1: I remember a boom guy once I, I went and looked at the mic, it had a little piece of white tape on the end of it. <laughs> and I looked at the thing closely and it said, tilt down on, <laughs> on the white tape.
0: Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I always found it interesting. Why would you put a piece of white tape on something black? That you do I not. I guess the idea was to help us see it, but. R- right. And the audience, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, Fincher
1: now, uh, I'm told, you know, he does a lot of sort of lock off type shots, yeah, right? Yeah. So he, he'll he hold a frame, they'll shoot a master, or they'll just shoot a plate, essentially, and then stick the booms in for the tight cameras at the same time, like deep in the shot, and then he'll paint them out.
0: It's kind of brilliant, really, you know? Sure. Okay. Oh, so he shoots a plate first. Yeah, I see, I see. And then he put, and then they put the booms up. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And, and that, that
1: eliminates works. the issue of of, you know, doing a tight shot and a wide shot at the same time sure. for the sound department, which is Right, he's helping sound always by a, doing that. Always a a, a huge amount. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, if that works for him, that's great. It seems odd, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of things that seem odd, I guess. Yeah, right. Do- yeah, so good dolly grips
1: important. Yes. I've had a lot of really good ones. Uh, yes. I'm not so good. I, I've turned down jobs because I can't get a dolly grip on. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's no, to me there's nothing worse than being on B camera and getting some, you know, they bump a grip up for the mm-hmm. day. And, and mm-hmm. I've been like kind of try and teach them how to be a dolly grip. And it's too frustrating for me. So.
0: Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I did a movie once where they brought a guy. I think it was a very low budget movie, um, but with professional people, (laughs) really good people um, directing and acting in this thing. And, you know, we need to be professional, too. And the dolly grip um, first thing didn't know was trying to get the trying to get the dolly into crab from roundy with the wheels turned. Yeah. And I'm sitting on the dolly, and I'm like rocking back and forth. I look back over my shoulder, and I go, "Hold on a minute." And I get off, and I and I go there, and he goes, "Well, I was just uh, and I was like, don't. It's all right. Just." And then I went to the key grip later, and I was like, uh-uh we have to have somebody who's operated a dolly before. Yeah. And just, even that is like the lowest classification of somebody who can push I mean, dolly. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> they know how to change gears, the lowest threshold. You know, it's like, I, I need someone with a driver's license. <laughs> they do not have to be Mario Andretti. Like, but they have to have a license, please. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: <clears throat> like I always tell them, I said, I'm like Santa Claus.
0: I know when you've been bad. So, <laughs> You know, it's funny. I've it never. It just now occurred to me. It's never occurred to me before. <clears throat> um, how often do you think a dolly grip is judging you, your work? Because I never, I never hear anything. I don't hear any oh. <laughs> but I do that when they miss their mark oh.
1: Well, look, I I kind of learned this a long time ago. There was an operator named Ralph Gerling. He's he was a big time. Camera operator, you know, okay probably, I don't know what movies he did, but if you looked him up, you sure, sure. You go, holy shit! And he, I remember, I was an assistant, and he turned to the, uh, it was a, it was a boom up stand up, which is you know the worst, uh, yeah, the worst combination for for a dolly grip and an, and an operator, you know, always the
0: hardest shots. Or, and he he said, I'm sure you've had guys who do not require you to tilt, though. It's it's rare but
1: yes i'm I'm so the happy when it happens but of... that was the point is, yeah, yeah. Sorry, is he on. would lock the pan ahead off and go he'd turn around to the guy and go all right we'll see how good you are you know he took no responsibility for that for that stand-up he left it all to the dolly grip to uh to
0: do because you know there's no catching up sometimes you know or right and there's no there's no doing it right until you do it wrong too that's another thing they have to do it wrong a bunch to figure out like I have to crank the speed here and then. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, but. No, it's a tough one. You know, yeah. the, what well, we right. do is not easy. It's part either. of the so gig. It's part of the gig. There's nothing worse than tilting up yeah, I mean, in the, the middle of a shot to try to save the bad boom. And then, oh, they stop. And now you're now their eyes are at the bottom of the frame and you're tilting down like a maniac. Yeah, Ugh. Look, it's a disaster sometimes. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Although I have to say, a gearhead is far better for that kind of stuff to me. True. Than a fluid head, I can, I can modulate that that speed so much better
0: with a gear head. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, you know, I used to be decent, pretty decent on wheels. Um, I, I'd say I was good on wheels. Mm-hmm. I did a whole movie. I didn't have a fluid head. You know, all I had was a pan ahead, and you know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, I had to be somewhat proficient. Let's say, but man, it it really. I I had one recently and just felt so awkward and I haven't, it's just, everything's fluid head all the time, especially if you're day playing or whatever and you just get out of the habit and it sucks because it's such a nice skill to have. But then when you haven't done it in a while, you shy away because you don't want to screw it up. At least I do. Uh I
1: I don't know. I've been doing it so long. It's just second nature. Plus you're always on remote heads now and
0: well, the remote head stuff feels different to me and I never have a problem. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: no, it's funny because it's literally the same thing, right?
0: It is literally the same thing. In fact,
1: it's probably easier with heads like the Libra or, you know, any of these stabilized heads that have backpan
0: compensation. Yeah. They give you a little help. Yeah. I that's true. Give you help. And yeah. they da- dampering and all that whole stuff. Sure. I tend to turn that off. It's, I turn it way down, but yeah. some shots like it, it, it's a little bit yeah, helpful. Sure. Um, I wanted, I didn't know, I had a weird shot on a crane. Not that weird, but um, I'm looking down onto a road. Uh, Camera is that way. I'm here, like, looking out that way. Uh, The desk is here. So, I'm going to do a tilt. It's a it's a road that goes here. Okay. Right under the camera. Uh-huh. And they've got them jumping. So they're landing right under my camera. And as they hit frame. So they're jumping this car. Yeah. Which is a muscle car. Which means they're going like, I think, 45 they were going. Which does not sound fast until you're on a 35 millimeter from 20 feet up looking down at a car. It's like a million miles an hour. So they want me to tilt right away you got instantly i mean it's that
1: anticipation like when it's instantly you think it's going to be in the frame you've got to almost start your your move
0: right right so i have to tilt instantly and then and then whip up and then stop perfectly and hold the car the the beginning was not hard for me which surprised me i thought that was going to be the tough part okay some were better than others sure but the the stop was like the weird part and it kept because it was it was almost like a it was almost like a spin the wheel and slam your hand on it moment and um and i did a couple and the dp was like he used to be actually he's he this was second unit so he was shooting second unit but the b operator on main unit and he told this director who's a great guy um he's like this shot is like before we even did it, he goes, this shot's really crazy. And I can't remember if there was another element, because you're looking at me like, that sounds easy. but, <laughs> no, but was, the, was the crane booming at the same time?
1: That, that's what fucks you up. Oh, now. there
0: was a boom down. Right, so you're now into back tilting. You're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. But anyway, for whatever reason, it was a, it was a hard end. And, and um, um, the DP was really cool, Andy. And he was like, hey, this shot's like a really tough shot, guys. Just so you know, we might have to do a couple. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, it's kind of a stunt too, so it's tough. <clears throat> and um, we do the first one, and then all the people, they were all very nice, and I'd been there back and forth for four months, so they start haranguing me a little, and they're like, Brad, thought you had it. <laughs> like, And they're doing it from the tent, so I can't see them. I'm the only one outside the tent. Everybody's in the tent looking at the right. monitors, and they're like, geez, if only Brad could get this shot <laughs> They're just fucking yeah. with having me. A good time at your expense. So <laughs> bad, so so fi- exactly right, and so finally I was like, "Hey, Andy, why don't you come out and try one?" <laughs> and did he? He goes, "No, I'm good." <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and and they were they were just having a little bit of fun, and and we got it. We we actually really pretty much nailed it on the second one. It wasn't like dead perfect, but that's the one they used in the show, and I think I know why because it had like a little finish to the end. Mm-hmm. It was like. S-er? And I think it actually worked Mm -hmm. at the time. I thought I didn't nail it. Perfect. You know, but, um, anyway, we did four or whatever and moved on. But, uh, that was a fun one. I had another one where a DP, this one, I may have talked about this before. Sorry to anyone listening. If I did high techno crane over a crowd of people, kids looking directly up into the lens, there's kids behind him. Uh, he takes a step forward. He's looking up. He takes a step forward and looks down as the camera, obviously, pickles back and really fast, like they want it, like this. So, um, and the the techno guys were good because we'd had them another day and they were good. This was in North Carolina, and um, but the DP decides that this this other this B operator needs to be right under the underwear the the arm is when it lands like this far above their head which scares the techno guys so they never do the shot right and it's just different every time so my pans all screwed up my tilts all screwed up every time <clears throat> and we're like nine takes in and I'm like and they're like what's the deal and I'm like and I had told them on take two we have to move this guy from out of here I said you know why don't you try one you'll probably nail it I'm just having a bad night or what? I don't I can't remember how it happened and he's like yeah 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 and he was kind of ego he comes over and blows it and he goes we got to get this guy out from under here i was like oh good idea (laughs) and then he gets him out then he blows it again and then he's like i'm like you got this and then he blows it really bad again then the director starts making fun of him and then he's like brad do the shot and then the next one we get it because the guy's not there so the guys can put the crane at the normal speed instead of like slowing down you know you know the deal Anyway, I don't know. If I'm blabbing about this, but you've had those yourself, I'm yeah. sure. And then you were a hero, so that's uh, that's good. That it is the funny thing about when when people realize a shot's hard and it, you do a few takes, then when you get it, they're like, "Yeah!" It kind of makes you feel yeah. teamworky, doesn't it? Sure. Even though you're out there on that island, yeah. look, this stuff is not easy, right? <clears throat> right. I mean, especially steady cam right? Yeah. I, you know, you you were talking before about being an operator first and then a Mm Steadicam operator. And I, it's slightly different because I'd worked in news first. And then, and that's not this kind of operating. It's different. And then I'd done, I'd worked as a PA and a prop guy for a while and this and that. So I think my Steadicam came along before my operating, not my compositional stuff, but my, Um, working with the dolly working with the crew kind of stuff came along Mm -hmm. which is really important sure but um so i think i'm a little backwards of you i was going to mention that before it's it's a little different because i've i've logged a lot of hours with the camera on my shoulder but not with a lot of people watching not with a lot of people yeah it's different kind of stuff it's a different kind of thing but your compositional skills are there look there's lots of tricks you learn as as an operator you know you
1: Raising people up in the foreground, and you know stuff that paid off when I did Steadicam. You know, like I can't get low enough. I ah, I know what I'll do. I'll raise that guy up on, you know, raise the couch up on half apples and then right. bring him into the frame. And you know, that's that's useful shit for right for Steadicam operating, right? For sure, for regular
0: operating too. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. That that's the kind of stuff you learn. Oh, sorry, that's what you brought along with you. Yeah. Right. Yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
1: And, then, you know, learning how to cover scenes and, you know, screen direction. That's all stuff you need to know as as an operator. Yes. Yes. You know, so a lot of guys just strap a rig on and run out there and think they can do all that and they fail miserably, you know? They yet think they, it's. Yet a... they still work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they think it's a physical thing. I think a lot of people think it's a physical thing more than a skill and talent thing. Right. They just think like.
1: Well, oh, that's what delineates, I think, the the better guys, right? It, sure. It's not just the ability to, to
0: carry heavy equipment. Yeah, because we can all carry equipment, it. equipment, right. We can all carry it. <laughs> sure. I mean, a little practice, we can, We all can. Yeah. I exactly. mean, look at Tim, Timber Hoy. She must weigh 100 pounds. I've never seen her. but She's, you know, she's a yeah. little bit of a thing, but she flies a rig, no problem. Yeah, you yeah know? one of my teachers at that
1: Tiffin uh, seminar with Lori, I, don't, I can't remember her last name, but, you know, she weighed about 110
0: pounds. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, and I'm sure long term it's harder for them. You know, I'm 215 pound, 220 or whatever. And so I'm like double the weight. So I carry the weight a little easier. Okay, fine. But she still trained herself. She's trained her body to make it do it, just how, just as I did, right? Same thing. Probably more work for the smaller people a little bit. I don't know. It's harder work for the smaller you people. You think physically? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because
1: it's just more, just more weight to, to lift, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's harder on your legs and your back. But, uh, you know. God, that all came out. I sound like an idiot. I don't know what I just <laughs> That's said. That's why you work out
0: and <laughs> condition yourself. You know. no to, idea what I just it. said. So, but, um, but look, man, we've been, we've been blabbing a while here and I've asked you about all the movies. Is there, was there something else you wanted to add? You brought along paperwork here. Well, Is there, I don't know.
1: I just have, are some you going to uh, serve me? I got stories. I can tell you. Well,
0: I like stories.
1: Terrible things. What About what? Well, I, I, you know, one of my favorite things is I... Uh, Remember, speak into the mic. One of my first um, <laughs> one of my first sort of breakthrough gigs was on ER. Now, oh, really? I, I wasn't a regular, but I, I would fill in when, uh, I think by this time, Terrence was, uh, Nightingale was the uh, mm-hmm. steady camp guy, and he would go off to Chicago to shoot, and then uh, I would come in for two weeks. And, and uh, it was a long shot. It was like a full mag, just my first time there, right? So I'm... I'm back and down hallways and through doorways and I'd never been on the set before so I said I need somebody to lead me around and I looked and and I said you you know one of the grips who I knew from he was like a lot best boy at Warner Brothers and anyway the key grip said no no that's Lajol's job he's, he's the dolly grip you know Lajol nice guy but he was you know he was getting long than the tooth right and I said okay you know so one take, he leads me back through the whole thing and at the end of the take we go back to one and he he leans over and he goes, Man, my knees are killing me <laughs> You're gonna have to go it alone. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god. So that was my first uh first day in that show and uh Toby was the first day so he uh he kinda helped guide me through a bunch of doorways which I wound up hitting a few and
0: uh, Oh boy. Toby, what was Toby's last name? Uh, Toby White. Oh, I know Toby White. Yeah. I had a feeling it was Toby White. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, funny. he was great first on that show, you know. Yeah. Back when we,
1: you know, it was always a 40 mil, never had a panotape or a cine-tape and
0: Really? Yeah. Hmm. Just always getting it. Yeah. It was always filmed, too. It's funny, they worry more now, it seems, than they did when it was filmed. They do for sure. I think the sensors are bigger, so maybe that that makes it a little bit harder. But yeah, it looks grosser too when you miss it in digital.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a whole other peeve of mine is, is ACs these days and not being on the set. Um,
0: that's tough for me too. You feel uh, you feel left uh, left alone sometimes. It's you and the dolly grip against the world.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's for sure. But you know that's it's how many times the director come to you and say you know can you focus on that thing there and I'm like you're talking to the wrong guy you know there's somebody out there on the other side of that wall he's in a chair in front of a monitor somewhere yeah go find him because I I can't do it you know yeah and I don't know how they do it
0: from out there there's a few of them that can but um, a lot more than a lot more than I thought can yeah they do a pretty good job of it but I mean as far as the focus goes but it stinks not having them right there
1: yeah, you you don't have someone to share with, and and also you you can't say, you know, all right, I'm going to pan to that right thing over there. so right. I'll be ready for that, you know. Yeah, hey,
0: you have to tell them all before. Yeah, which sometimes we we sometimes we're doing a hundred other things, and we don't have a well, moment but you to tell discover them. things. We don't have a moment to walk to the other room to tell them about well, where, course, when we're going to yeah. pan. Well, you got to wear a headset, right? But try no, God, no, yeah, get stay away from me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um. I did a day with a guy the other day and we were handheld and he had, I saw on the cart a follow focus four and I'm like, what's that doing here? (laughs) You know, everybody uses, he goes, well, if, you know, if we do, if we do the right kind of handheld, I can just, if I, if I'm not going to bother anything, I'll, I'll pull off the lens. And I'm like, who are you? Like, (laughs) I, I try to think of it. I'm like, I, I don't think anybody's pulled off the lens for me in like seven or eight years. I, I encountered it recently. I, I went really to day play on. Yeah, this uh, was,
1: this was this week. This was on Monday. Oh yeah, on American, <laughs> uh, American something. It's a sort of high, high school football uh,
0: thing. Anyway, the, the first was on the knob the whole time. That's great. Really, the whole time it didn't bother me. No, it wouldn't bother me. It was just surprising. That's all. Yeah, you don't see it much. Everyone's on a Preston. They're all on Preston all the time. And some of that is nice. Like, especially now, like I was telling somebody the other day, my Preston hasn't come out of my case in years. Literally years now. Like, almost four, I think. No, maybe three and a half. Because every show I'm on, the Preston is mounted in like a good place on the camera. Right. Either now it's like between the battery and the. In the back of the camera, yeah, a lot yeah, they're doing I hate that thing. No. You don't like that, oh. no? Because now the camera's another four inches longer, and I don't give a
1: shit. I'm and, totally fine and, with and that. That's, I hold the camera back there when I operate on a, on a fluid head. Yeah, you know, I make them put a handle back there for me, like we used to have on a Panaflex and, or a movie cam.
0: Oh, you put one of those? Yeah, like off the top. Yeah, it comes straight off the back oh, okay. and then it drops down. That's to cool. The ground. Yeah, because I'm always hesitant to oper- I operate off the battery. Yeah, too much. it wiggles and it. Turns off the camera sometimes, yes, right? Yes. Especially
1: those V locks; they'll just pop off in the middle of a tank Oh, V locks! Yeah, if you tilt down too fast, yeah, you're that's, screwed. That's right. <laughs> right. Look, I can't <clears throat> tell them how to how to do it because everybody's got their methods, and I've seen some guys really good at it. But uh, I miss having that guy there, and and, and our girl, and and to me, it's it's you lose a little bit of the collaboration, and it messes with the spontaneity of shots where you want to you know pan pan to something in the middle of the shot or get ready to pull to that guy in the foreground and you know yeah i think it's a bit of a loss you know i i, I often insist that they at least bring the monitor
0: on set and stand within your shot of maybe. do you yeah. yeah yeah that's good i think some of them i i think subconsciously because but I think some of them kind of go around corners and hide. That way they can chill and do whatever they want. And they have this own little relationship. Not that they don't do their job, but, like, makes it really easy to relax if you're around a wall, you know? Oh, yeah. Believe me. Sitting in a chair looking at the iPhone, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Not drink
1: takes. But uh, but look, here's the other problem. is Nobody's looking for flares. That was used to be one of my jobs as an AC was... Looking in the lens, making sure it was clean, mm. and now it's up to the second AC, and most of them don't even know about that. You know, you got. I find I have to sort of clue them into it. You know,
0: that's true. That's a good point. I, hadn't
1: <coughs> I mean, that back before. in the day, we used to have to raise and lower the eyepiece and turn the diopter on the eyepiece every time a different person stuck their eye in there. You know, you had to be very attentive on the camera.
0: Right uh, now, you're lucky if there's a chamois on <laughs> it. Yeah. Well,
1: who, no, I don't even use an eyepiece. Anymore. Not anymore? No.
0: I use it a little bit, but mostly a monitor. No. Yeah. Yeah. Outside I'll use it, but in inside. Or I hand, just use it held. for like, if I'm like trying to see if, oh, is that a yellow cone back there? Yeah, Like right. I'll get in there, you know. Yeah, once but, in a while I'll yeah. lean over. But I keep it on there all the time. But yeah, it's funny. They, they don't do that stuff anymore, all that little particular stuff. Yeah. Plus, a lot of this present stuff is driven
1: by rentals too, right? People they, they get paid for it, and, sure. they, and they get tech rate. And
0: I don't blame anybody for trying to make money. So mm-hmm. that's true. a a long A long time uh, assistant said to me many years ago, said, "They've they've got the money. It's our job to get it." <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Which uh, is. I just loved. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else? Now you have notes. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, what else I, are you trying to show off about? I. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. What do I want to talk about? Oh, I didn't finish my top ten list, but um,
0: you didn't. No. Oh, what we were on sliders and
1: yeah, yeah. I, we've covered actually some of it, and, but uh, smoke. I hate
0: smoke. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Why do we need it? It looks good. I know, but. It's killing us. I was talking to somebody the other day who used that regular oil, you know, like sh- terrible smoke and has COPD. They're not sure if that's why, but they definitely have it. You know, he's an effects guy or something? Or, or they. Yeah, he was an oh, operator yeah. from way back oh, in the yeah. day. And, oh, God, you know.
1: they used to burn smoke
0: cookies and
1: t- right. tires and Oh yeah, charcoal. Terrible and, stuff. All kinds of awful stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you're if you're on a stage for months with this shit burning all the yeah, time, it can't be good for you. Oh, it's right? horrible. No matter, no matter what the uh, well, the point is, the it's not good say. for you. It's very bad
1: for you. Well, that's <laughs> stuff for sure. But the stuff they now say is safe.
0: I, oh, you think it's still bad? It's probably. It can't be helping. But it hopefully, it's not hurting. It can't be helping, right? I mean, I, I
1: generally wear a mask because you know. Well, stupid dust mask. I yeah, well, stu-
0: they they made me do the, the, the one of that safety class, and and now I know that dust mask doesn't do shit. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's but it does keep the it keeps the boogers less black. Yeah, to makes you feel up. better at the end of the day, right? Well, I don't know if it makes you feel better. That's good. All right, what was the other one? Smoke then what? Smoke uh, fried chicken for second meal. Hate it. I'm greasy not- fingers. Yes, bad for the digestion. Come I, on, I'm not fan. I'm not a fan of. I love fried chicken. I'm not a fan of fried chicken anywhere, ever on a set at all. Period. Exactly. You you can't eat it. And I'm work touching it. A, a, a few hundred thousand dollars worth yeah. of stuff. I cannot be picking up chicken grease ball stuff. Ugh. Okay. And number ten. That's a good one. <laughs>
1: Van drivers who don't know where the location is. <laughs> How many times have you gotten in
0: the van? <laughs> They're like, Do you know where this is? I'm like, You've got one job. Come on. You know? I gave I gave a van driver uh, directions the other day. <laughs> right? I did. How many times has this happened? Last Friday I gave her directions. It was hilarious. Uh Um uh, That's funny. You know, I heard a story. These van drivers get really creative about like their computers and stuff like sometimes you see the setup they have like you know what i mean i don't know if you've noticed this one guy had like a, apparently like a a, a laptop setup
1: on like the dashboard
0: right in the middle no but hanging out so the guy could be driving and like literally be typing while oh, driving God. so he's in the left turn lane waiting to turn left he's got a full van coming from park in the morning, 8 a.m. or whatever, 7 a.m., coming from parking to, to set. And he's on the Internet. He's like on his computer looking shit up or whatever while he's driving. And finally it's clear, seemingly, and he turns left, and they get T-boned. And the guy that I was talking to broke his leg and – Oh, my God. Like a major, major yeah. accident. And um, When was this? This is years ago, a few years, oh, five oh, okay. years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets severely injured. A couple other people are hurt, not as badly as him, but he, like, breaks his femur. you can die. I mean, like, serious thing. <clears throat> anyway, they take him. He's out for months. This is a TV show. He's out for, like, four months healing, getting better. Finally, he's, like, at a point where, like, they're, like, look, come back. We'll give you, like, a light duty, you know, just to get a couple dollars in his pocket. And um, he comes back. He parks. I guess he was a little, a little bit late. Not super late, but like ten minutes to get to set kind of thing from parking. And he walks up to the van, and guess who's driving? <laughs> Same <laughs> guy. Same guy. And he said, "I'm not getting in a van with you." Yeah. And and I'm he surprised the guy still had a job, right? Well, that was my point. Yeah. And and the the guy has a job. How do you have a job? I, it makes no sense to me. Right. But well, look, everybody's on their phones in the car now. Right? It's the same thing. I'm not. Yeah, you, you. I'll be honest. No, it's stoplights. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if it was buzzing away or if, if my podcast ended or something, yes, I'll look at it and I'll switch something. Only when I'm dead stopped and don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's better to be aware, but you get the point. But I don't pick that shit up while I'm driving. I don't. Yeah, good. And I know it's, oh, it's just real quick. I know. I saw a lady today she almost rear-ended a parked car um and i could see her in the mirror she had her phone like head height and then there's the other ones that mount it right in front of them (laughs) like what the fuck yeah yeah that's bad yeah it's very i mean my daughter's listening don't do it yeah i mean you know pull over and send the text that has to go right right now that's fine it just takes you like a second I know. Look, I, we all, it's, we're, it. I'm broken record. Nobody gives a shit. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Got it. Sorry, got we, it. I got Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you know how people are. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm not like that. Right. Well, hopefully you don't crash. It's a huge problem, right? We, I guess See, we need some type of government control. <laughs> well, apparently for kids, you can, um, you can put an app on and if the if the phone's in motion over three miles an hour or something, it's not usable except to dial 911 right. or something like that. Yeah, that's great. That's me. great, right, if you're a parent. Sure. I mean.
1: But look, when I'm on Waze and it says, you know, passenger only, you know, like, yeah, sure, I'm the passenger, and I type in the address I'm going to. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I fight it. I try not to do it.
0: Well, I've, I've, I feel like I don't have to pick it up if I allow myself, even though technically it's still illegal, if I allow myself at the red light to pick it up, then I don't need to look at it while I'm driving, you know? And I've got, I've I've actually had people like, oh, I was worried about you Well, I was driving an hour and I didn't text them back. Right. Well, you, you, were, you were worried. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> But, you know, people expect a response to everything right this second. Right. Don't be that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a boring topic. <laughs> Look, and then there's those people that never respond. Right. right it's either within a minute or never. Yeah. <laughs> like three days later or something, right? Oh, no. Most, most <laughs> of the time, you know, when I text the girls, I just don't hear back. <laughs> well, that's a whole other issue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Brian, I don't know how to tell you this, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shouldn't have told me. Damn it. All right. Mm well i'm almost out of beer i'm definitely out of questions you're out of top 10 lists yeah i'm out of my list i got stories but uh this has been long enough i'm sure right yeah yeah you can tell me the stories later okay
1: <laughs> well thanks for having me by this it's thank fun. you doc
0: uh, yeah i totally appreciate it man it's okay. been really fun oh and thank you for the nice um cheese and crackers you brought it was uh it was lovely tasty Hopefully we didn't smack our lips too much because of the cheese while on the... Oh, no, it was good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again to Doc for coming in and hanging out with me for a couple of hours. And thanks again to Walter Klaus and FX and the crew over there for supporting the show. It's pretty neat to have a new sponsor for the new year. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another new episode.